Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. This is Scott, your Seasons of Skyrend host and DM. I'm here today to talk about something special. As 2018 comes to a close, our show has been downloaded almost 20,000 times, and we have gained over 1,200 followers on Twitter. And since the giving season is upon us, we wanted to offer you something to show our appreciation. From December 5th until the end of 2018, you have the chance to win your very own set of the D&D official Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica dice set, new and unopened. I have my own set of these dice and they are fantastic. I can't decide if I love the unique Ravnica Guild die or the decorative tin more. They are the perfect complement to the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica campaign setting book, but are equally impressive on their own if you're just itching for a new set of dice. If you want to know how you can enter to win, head on over to our Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. That's S-K-Y-R-E-N-D Podcast. You can find all the details there. And feel free to say hi while you're visiting. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Book 2, Chapter 28, Encountering Tane. You continue to hear the footsteps until they reach the very edge of that second story floor, and you hear a rather old voice call out who's out there who's in my home and he's looking around and you don't see him yet until he kneels down wraps his fingers around the edges peeks his head over and you see a mask that covers most of his face down to the tip of his nose and then out past his mouth Um, that's the only area that's exposed Everything else, it's a nice form-fitting mask all the way to his ears. And along the top edge, from ear to ear, 
like going from the ear across the top of the head down to the other ear. There's a flat frill that extends straight out for a couple inches. The mask is a deep blue with veins of purple across it. The eyes are sunken deep. The face is weathered and wrinkled, at least the part that you can see as he peers over and locks eyes with you. What are you doing here? I don't want anybody here. Get out. I'm so weird. I forgot what I was about to do. I keep playing. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a clear shot on this dude right now. You could see his head poking out. It's not a very good shot. No, it's like three quarters cover. You'll still have advantage here, don't worry. Arnis, as you continue to play, he just starts like shaking his head like, "Mm, this isn't right. No, no. And as he does so, you see his hair kind of fall along over the edge. And it is gray. It is several feet long. Uh, There's a hair tie about every foot. Maybe the last foot or so, it goes from gray to very deep brown. He looks at you and he grumbles some more. And you see him grip the edge of the second story floor a little tighter. And then he swings down. He flips over the edge like dive flips, using the floor as an anchor point. Let's go about halfway through, and you see this very slight man land on the ground just outside the house. He's definitely standing where the room is. Um, He is wearing loose-fitting baggy robe. It is old. It is disheveled. There's a single belt around his waist. In that belt, there is a dagger whose blade matches his mask. And he just kind of smooths his clothes down a little bit, straightens himself up. I don't know what you're doing in my home, but you better get out. I don't want guests. And as he says this, you can almost see a ripple of chaotic magic around him. Very similar to what you saw around the Tains, that kind of chaotic magic armor. So I'm gonna try to pretend like I'm not about to shit my pants. <laughs> and I really want to say something sassy, but at the same time I feel like I should just keep playing to keep his attention. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. You- <laughs> and then I am gonna shoot him. Alright, let's get there. As you continue playing, and he just looks more and more flustered. Oh, oh God, what's he going to say? I don't know what you're doing here, but you came to the wrong place, little kid. Oh. And then Vale shoots him, mm-hmm. I hear. Supposedly. Will this creature count as surprised? Yes, he has no idea you're there. Darvin, you'll be able to act right after Vale. Nice. And then we'll go into a proper initiative. Oh, well, thank God for advantage, because it's a 1 and a 19. Um, um, that 19's going to hit. Yeah, and it's going to be a crit. Because of your... Assassinate ability? That's right. So that's going to be... A lot of dice. Yeah, it's 8d6s. Damn. Tane's attention is laser-focused on Artis, and this crossbow bolt comes out of the shadows. 41 damage. It's not bad. Jeez. Reason you let the rogue assassin go first. And he takes this bolt to the shoulder and it spins him around all the way. One of his feet come up, he just spins around on his heel on the other foot. 
before he reaches down to his belt and pulls his dagger out and just looks like old man pissed. Darvin, do you do anything from the shadows? Yeah, I mean, I got a bow and arrow. I might as well. I'm not going to get 8d6 out of it, but... <laughs> no, but go ahead and shoot. Do I have advantage or is that Yeah, you still have advantage. Nice. Good thing, too. 21. That hits. Nice. 8 damage. And you shoot him in the other shoulder. Oh, Tane is not happy. He just thought there was one annoyance in his home, and now there are at least two more. Now we can all roll initiative. Arnis. 12. Darvin. Also 12. Who's going first between the two of you? He's got a bigger bonus. Darwin's going to go first between the two of you. Vale? 15. Well, you're pretty quick, Vale, but Sam is faster. Sam gets a 21 on his initiative. Crap. Damn. He was hanging out in the kitchen. He was hiding in the cuts. He's ready to go. So before this whole fight started, when you were still walking up to the home, did you explain to Sam the plan is to knock him out, kill him, or did the mask? The only good chaos mage is a dead chaos mage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to know what kind of force he's going into this fight with. Apparently it's lethal force. The dog is all force. No, he's, he's running on his hind legs. Thanks for showing me how it's going. Okay. As he runs out of the kitchen, he'll be on all fours, and then Sam rushes out, leaps onto Tane, both his front claws out, and attempts to bury them into Tane's chest. Tane is going to spin as Sam lunges at him and just leaps past him. Sam missed. Now it is Tane's turn. He is frustrated. He is hurt. It's not like any of this that's been going on. And there's a bunch of kids on his lawn. (laughs) So the first thing he's going to do is try to stab Sam. He crits. Fuck. As Sam lunges past Tane, he takes his dagger and just slams it down in Sam's back, just below the shoulder. And... So he slams this dagger into Sam, dealing seven piercing and five poison damage. The dagger kind of flares green as it punctures into Sam. Sam just dips a little bit before brighting himself and turning around and pulls that dagger out. Tane pulls the dagger out. He still has it. And then Tane is going to turn his attention on... Yeah. It's going to go after the first one who shot him. Yeah, it's going to be Vale. First, let's see what level of spell. He's going to shoot out at Vale. Tane twirls his dagger... Points it forcefully in Vale's direction, and Vale, this is not going to hurt. As this wave of energy hits you, you don't feel hurt. You're used to magic hurting or having some like negative effect, and you just kind of like tap your fingers together, like what's going on? They feel weird and they feel like extra sticky. And he casts Spider Climb on you. <laughs> nice. So you now have a climb speed equal to your movement speed. For a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. And Tane shouts out, There's no reason for any of you to be here. Leave now, before it's too late. You should yell something about padlocks. Not patches. Vale, now it's your turn. Is Sam within five feet of him? Yes. Cool. Fire crossbow. 
because he just stabbed Sam. That's an 11. That is not going to hit. You fire your bolt, and it just sails right over his head. As it lands on the ground far away. I'm not going to use my bonus action to do anything more than draw a dagger. Okay. Okay. Darvin. See. What are you doing? How far away am I at this point? He's downstairs, right? Yeah, he jumped off the second floor. He's just outside the house. He's on the room, so 20 feet? That's stupid. Like, I would just go up and do my thing, except I don't want to be that close to him in the room. I guess I'm just going to fire arrows for now. You can still do that twice, right? Yeah, you can still do that twice. All right, I will do that then, for the time being. Fire that first arrow. First arrow, 19. As you fire your arrow, and it is just headed straight for Tane, you see with his free hand, he kind of swirls the air, and there's this magical charge, and the arrow gets caught up in it, and he's going to use his chaotic redirect on your arrow. Ah, I'm the only one who's supposed to be able to do that. That's not good. Nope. He is at the point where he can do that with mundane objects. Darwin is one, Arnus is two, Bale is three, Sam is four, Tane is five. It's gonna hit Sam. Damn oh, it. God damn it. <laughs> He's redirecting your arrow to hit Sam. And yeah, roll your damage. 19 is definitely gonna hit Sam. Neat. No, it was chaos magic. It was a redirect. Mm-hmm. I was trying to avoid the thing, so I fired another arrow and he's redirecting. Yes. Tane can do it with regular projectiles. So not doing well as magic. Alright, so you fired an arrow, and it hit Sam, and he cried out in pain, and he looks at you like, hurt? Like, pain hurt, but also like, emotionally friend hurt. <sighs> he knows it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, he can tell that Tane did some stuff. Still, he got shot, so, cut him some slack. <sighs> so, ow. <laughs> Should I run up to the rune and fight him there? I'm not firing another arrow. That's not good. If you run up to the rune and fight him there, you can also punch it. That's true. But the thought is scared of the rune. Alright, we'll see if that works. I will run up to him, and at this point, I only have one sword, right? Yeah. Got it. But I mean, do I have bonus actions or not? Yeah, you still have your bonus actions. Okay, cool. Then I'll run up and sword. 26. Yes, that's gonna hit. Okay. You slice into him. This is the acid sword. That's what he gets for making you shoot your friend. Right. 10 damage. Okay. And then I have a punch. Go ahead and try to punch him. 22. Yeah, it's going to hit too. Six damage. Okay. So you chase your arrow and cut into Tane and punch him across the face. And you see his blood drip out of him and land on the ground in the rune. Uh, and no. you see the rune absorb something and just glow a little bit. A little bit more. I gotta take into account how much Sam has taken as well. Alright, Arnis. Sam and Darwin are out there. I think from where you're at, you could see the glow of the rune as well. How's Sam looking? Sam's been stabbed. Sam's been shot. He's still standing. He's breathing a little heavily, but not at the point where he's gonna collapse yet. You think I should try to make him feel? And then we can try him off the rune. Fucking, we can throw him off the arch. If he's giggling, it's what, 50 feet to the edge of the arch? Mm, probably less than that. It's about 50 feet down to the sand. 
The arch itself is probably only 30, 40 feet wide. At this point where you're at in front of the house, kind of flares wide near the house. I can try it. It's worth a shot. Sure. I'm going to cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Okay. What do I need to roll? Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. All right. He is wise. Oh, of course he is. I regret this already. 18. Yeah, he passes. Okay. He saves. It hits him, and you see this smile spread across his face, hoping that he's going to start laughing, but instead he just narrows his eyes at you, just gives a low chuckle. <laughs> oh, young. Back up to the top of the round, it's Sam. Oh, sorry. Unless there's anything else you wanted to do, RS. Mm, no. Okay. Oh, wait. No. That is a lie. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm going to summon Sir Carl Luminous. <laughs> <sighs> Great. I need to put another person in the initiative. Yeah. Oh, it's going to take him like three turns to get into this fight. He's going to run so far. <laughs> okay. You tap your bell. Yeah, I do. You hear the familiar footsteps as Sir Carl Luminous lands on the ground of uh, this wooden flooring inside Tane's home. Tunk, tunk. Hail! What beasts need felling? <laughs> I love Sir Carl. I point. The one in the mask? Yes. What has he done? He's a chaos mage that serves the god Pathox. Dangerous fellow, then. <laughs> Yes. Very well. <laughs> and you hear the as his <laughs> as he starts running out across the floor of this home. Yeah. And then <laughs> as he slides into the dirt onto the rune. Sir Carl. Roll me a d20 so I can get Sir Carl into the initiative. I rolled a six. <laughs> Guess who's going last? Yeah, it's going to take Sir Carl a while to get there, but he's on his way. <sighs> All right, now it's Sam's turn, and he's just going to try to claw at Tane again. Ooh, has a pair of sixes on the dice, and both claws just go wide as Tane nimbly dodges out of the way. Whoosh, whoosh. Bringing us back to Tane. Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. That Patches sent you after me, didn't he? Should have realized another group was due. Well, I'm sure he's told you that none have been successful. But if you're intent on continuing this madness, might as well make this an even fight. And he lets out a very loud whistle. Oh, fuck this guy. I'd like you to meet some of my friends. Good friend of mine introduced us. And from the back side of the house, you can hear what sounds like claws on the walls. Four of them, one from either side and two from the roof. You see four adult sentinels emerge. Oh, sentinels. And they stand there, they extend out, and you see their giant mouths open up. And he just kind of motions at the lot of you. And they all seem to take his intent. Let's put the Sentinids into the initiative order. God damn it. <laughs> These guys wasn't enough. Okay, so the Sentinids have arrived. Mouths chattering away. 
And now it is time for Tane to act. Darvin, you've run up on him, so he is going to attempt to stab you with his fancy dagger. Number on the die, please. Yes. Thirteen. Mmm, it's a good sweet spot number. Terrible number. I'm gonna try it, why not? Alright, you're gonna try your cutting words. Yeah. Okay. What are these cutting words? We know that sentinels are like, basically, they're like children of Gosrum, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they are monstrosities. They are his creation. It's bringing in another god. It's just cheating when you have no gods on your side. Right? Like, I just... Gosrum's not here himself. Really? It's like, one god at a time, please. Just some bugs. Um, yeah, terrible bugs who almost killed us more than once. It's gonna be totally unsuccessful. I'm gonna shout... Not today, half off this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, roll your cutting words. So, minus six. Hmm, not bad. And your AC is 16? And his blade just barely misses you. Nice. Wow. Right under your arm, near your torso, there's... He quickly pulls it back, takes his other hand, and just... Reaches out to smack you with some chaos magic. Oh dear. Alright, so he is going. Oh. oh boy. Oh boy. This is. He smacks you. And it starts out as just like a ripple of energy you feel in you until it gets bigger and more powerful and you feel it going through you into the ground at your feet as he casts Earth Tremor. And underneath your feet, you feel an earthquake. So you and Sam need to make a dexterity saving throw. 19. You pass. Ooh, so is Sam. Ooh, also interesting though, the ground within 10 feet of you raises up just a few inches, leaving the rune carving where it was. So it just kind of rises up through that, making the rune carving even deeper. So everything within 10 feet of you is now difficult terrain. Wow. Otherwise, you might get your foot stuck in one of those little grooves where the rune's carved and twist an ankle or something. So you got to be careful. All right. Vale, what do you want to do? Let's see. None of the sentients have gone yet. Nope. So Vale's going to move out to where Sir Carl is. All right. You leave the house and get out to the ground. Go in the fire crossbow bolt at one of the sentients. Fire away. 23, Yeah. God, yes. Twenty-one. Okay. And then I pick up Sir Carl. Nice. I run over into the melee. All right, you can't make it there because of the difficult terrain now. Oh, got it. So you're stopped about five feet away from everybody. Cool. But you do have Sir Carl in hand, and one sentinel very mad at you, as it just has this crossbow bolt hole in its body. There's a little bit of ooze dripping out. Now it's the sentinel's turn. Yeah. I think we're going to do the cool thing now. All four sentinids leap off the house onto the ground where the rune is and scurry over to the side of the natural arch. And just before they get to Darvin, I think we might need to have a little anatomical reminder of what sentinids look like. Sure. Large bulbous body, seven, eight feet wide. Big mouth on the underside, just filled with teeth and anger. Four long, spindly legs that they use to move around. And then on either end, two short little hook legs 
mostly used for when they're on the ground feeding to like hold something. They're more like hands or like the pedipalps in a spider. Yeah, there we go, pedipalps. Those are on either end where additional legs would be. And as all four of these sentinids get together, they grab onto each other's short little hooks. Forming a nice long chain. So these four sentinids have now connected to one another. Boom, 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 boom. In four segments. They just Voltroned up. I knew that was They coming. just Voltroned up and lift up off the ground like a giant snake. And you just see three of the mouths now on the belly just raised up. And it's... Wow. Screams out and is going to try to fall down on Darwin and like grab him and bite him. Well, that's terrifying. That's a crit, Darwin. <laughs> so that's 21 piercing damage as three of these bodies kind of wrap around you and you feel chewing and gnawing on your shoulders and your legs from multiple sides and make a dexterity saving throw. It's a 14. I do have a thing if it's for taking damage. No, this is not for taking damage. Right. You are now grappled by this chain of sentinids and you just feel these teeth and smell their hot breath on you just as they surround you. Sexy. That's one word for it. <laughs> well, Darvin, it is your turn. You are grappled and surrounded by mouths. What do you do? <sighs> try and ungrapple myself. All right. Is that strength? Or dexterity. Let's go dex. Make another dex saving throw. Twelve. You remain restrained by the sentinel chain. Nice. Did not mean for that to rhyme, but I knew it was coming once I started. <laughs> That's pretty much it for Darvid's turn. Arnis, what would you like to do? Um, Sorry, before you go, Arnis. As Darvin was bitten, more of his blood spilled out onto the rune, and you see the light extending along the edges. It hasn't quite filled up the entire rune yet, but it is getting closer. Now, Arnis, what would you like to do? I'm going to try to cast Vicious Mockery on Tain. Okay. And then use Healing Word on Sam as my well, first, let's deal with the Vicious Mockery. Yeah. As you cast your spell out at him, he is going to redirect your cantrip. He's got to use his points somehow. He's going to call him an asinine, helpless rapscallion. You still can. So you shout out your Vicious Mockery. Tane is going to attempt his chaotic redirection. Darvin's one. Arnis is two. Vale's three. Sam is four. Sentinel Chain is now five. Tane is six. Two. It's going right back at you. You're going to get hit with your own insult harness. <laughs> Make a wisdom save. Most of the stuff I... Damn it! I'm going to take psychic damage from my own <laughs> spell. I hate my life. I hate this guy. You feel the magic shoot out, and then you feel it come rushing back and hit you in the face. And I take damage. Because I have ten. Oh, Arnus insulted himself. Probably gonna be max damage. That's the best thing. That's how my life works. Well, seven out of eight. Seven out of eight. Okay, and you have disadvantage on your next attack roll. Yeah, well, I don't make attack rolls, so that part doesn't matter to me. Damage from my own spell matters to me, though. All right, and then you were going to try to heal Sam. Yes, I want to cast healing. Okay. 
and is not redirecting that, so go ahead and cast. Okay. At least one reaction per turn, so. Mm. Hmm. How much health does Sam get back? One. No, it's more than that because it's plus nine. It's fire. So he gets back five. Okay, that's good. Well, minimum damage on the healing. Sam gets a little health back. You hear a growl of approval. Is that it? That's, that's all I got. Okay. Damage to myself. Didn't know if you wanted to go running out there. Um, no. Not okay. Really. It is Sir Carl Luminous's turn. He is on Vale right now, who is five feet away from Tane. Are you still just holding him in your hand, or have yeah. you placed him on you somewhere? I was holding him. Okay. If he wanted to wiggle out, he can. No, he's not going to try to wiggle out. He's going to hold his flail up with one hand and use his other to just kind of smack the side of your hand like a horse. Forward! Forward! We're nearly there! Let's go! Of course he is. That brings us back to the top of the round, though. And it is Sam's turn. And Darvin, you are all wrapped up. No, he has to try to help you. Sam is there to help. He does not want to see you guys get hurt. Although he cannot heal anybody, he wants to do what he can to make sure that everybody makes it out alive. So he's going to rush up to the side of the sentinel and just slash at it twice with his claws, right next to where you're at. Those are both going to hit. Darvin, from inside the sentinel chain, you can hear Sam's claws just tearing through the outer shell of one of these sentinels. And one of the mouths near your face just kind of screams out in pain a little bit. And then it is Tane's turn. He's not going to do anything to you, Darwin, because you're wrapped up. I think he's going to rush up on Vale. Might as well close that gap for you, right? He's going to start with magic. Just kind of as he's rushing in, before he gets right next to you, he's just going to unleash a blast. Ooh, he's, uh, he's letting go of a lot of magical power on this one. So as Tane is rushing up to you, he casts Hold Monster. I need you to make it so... It's creature within range. Whole person is the lower level one. Got it. Okay. Monster hits yeah. the wider array. So make a wisdom saving throw. Awesome. You got any uh, inspiration? Nope. That's a seven. Oof. Vale becomes paralyzed and is unable to move. Sir Carl is not affected. But Tane sees that you are now motionless and he rushes up on you to stab you with his dagger. Okay, number... 20. 20 on the dot. God damn it, Scott. I know, I'm sorry. So, Vale, you see Tane rush up on you faster than an old man probably should be able to. You're going to take 7 piercing and 6 psychic damage. As his dagger goes in, you just feel a shockwave up to your brain, causing you to, like, internally scream out in pain. As he pulls the dagger out... He just looks at you and chuckles to himself again. <laughs> Told you you didn't want to be here. Why don't you get off my property and leave me alone? The sentinels turn. Darwin, they're just going to try to bite you again. They still have you in their mouth. Sorry, in their grasp. Number on the die, right? Yes. Ten. So yeah, go ahead and try your cutting wards again. This is against the sentinids. Just in case you were curious. Do we need them inside? They're not gonna they're not gonna hear me. They won't understand you, but they will hear you. Oh, they might understand you. They've been known to understand bits of language before. 
call them shameless, earth-vexing dandies. <laughs> that they probably won't understand. That's right. I said it. Minus three. Minus three. Darvin somehow, miraculously, even though they are holding onto you tightly, they are not able to bite you. Nice, thank you. I'm just I'm trying to keep somebody alive here. Don't forget, you have inspiration. Yeah. They're yeah. still holding onto you. You still need to get out of their grasp. I'm aware. Darvin, it is your turn. There's a lot of sentinel slobber all around you right now. Try and break through again. Alright. Dex, right? Yeah, Dex or strength. 22. Yes. Nice. With all of the extra slobber and the distraction from Arius's words, you manage to twist yourself and just slide out from in between them. And land on the ground in a splat. And they untwist and they say look down at you, but they don't have eyes. So they just mouth down at you. Uh, what are you doing? Mm. You've got your movement and bonus action left. Should I try and get away? Like, run back toward the house? Because we got to drag him away from the room, right? You know. That's not a terrible idea. Yeah, so that's what I'll do. Okay. I'll spend a key point to step of the wind. Nice. That lets you take your disengage as bonus. Yeah. All right, where are you headed to? I just want to go back closer to the house. Do we go in the house? Thinking about it. Do you want to get off the room? Yes, definitely. But go in the house. Okay, going in the house. You don't have to get behind anything, but you got to feel floor under your feet. Okay, going in the house then. All right, especially thanks to your extra speed. 40 still, right? Yeah, speed is 45. Oh, 45. No problem. Even with that little bit of difficult terrain around where Tane's at, you're able to move just fine. Nice. So it's you and Arnis in the house. Vale is still out there. Sam is still out there. Now, Arnis, what do you want to do? I'm going to try the uh, the same thing I, I did last time. I'm going to... Vicious Mock? Mm-hmm. And okay. then I'm going to heal somebody who needs healing. All right. Well, the first thing he's going to do is try to chaotic redirect that Vicious Mockery. Yeah. And I think I forgot about this last time, but Sir Carl's on the field, too. He's a valid target. So we got Darvin, Arnis, Vale, Sam, Carl... Sentinids and Tame. Let's roll a d7 here real quick. It's gonna hit Fail. Sweet. Fail, make a wisdom saving throw. 14. Does that hit? Yeah. Alright, you viciously mock Vale. What are the words that you use to viciously mock Vale? I assume these were intended for Tane. Yeah. But... They were. Tane once again just curves the magic around the air and causes this spell to go elsewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vale. Wasn't meant for you. I call him an illiterate, flat-mouthed hellspawn. <laughs> and Vale, you get hit with an insult from Aranus. How much damage? This is very sorry. Because now I'm also useless next turn. To add injury if I even insult. get unparalyzed. Oh, right, you should have reminded me of that. I could have... Damn it. You take four. Not bad. Four damage. And then you're... What else are you doing? Two of you have taken the most. I'm damage. down by 17. I'm down by 21. Oh, well, then Darwin wins. <laughs> not by much. And it's not a prize you want to win, but um, I'm going to do uh, healing world level two. Darwin's closer. She'll be able to do a whole lot more in this fight, at least for now. Eight. Thank you. Darwin's feeling a little bit better. Yeah, it feels nice. It's Sir Carl's turn. He is in Vale's hand. Probably still a few feet off the ground. Fail, since you're paralyzed, what's Sir Carl doing? 
You said he could break free of my... He could just jump out. He could just climb out. Yeah. So he jumps out and can he make it to this... To Tane? Yeah. You're right next to Tane, so he can leap onto him. That's what he's doing. All right. First roll an athletics. Well, roll a d20. It'll be athletics so he can grab on. Oh, what's a five? Slides down Tane's robes, lands at his feet. But you can hit him in the ankles if you want. Oh, yeah. Fuck on the ankles. Oh, not with a three, I'm not. All right, roll the second attack. Not with another three, I'm not. Wow. Sir Carl takes two quick swipes with his flail at Tane's feet, just hitting him in the soles of his shoes, not causing any damage whatsoever. There's a little bit of light flare as it hits, but Tane just looks down, unimpressed, and looks back up at Vale. Top of the round, Sam's turn. Darwin is free now, so he is going back to Tane who is focused on his paralyzed friend. So Sam's going to lunge at Tane, both claws out. God, is he ever going to land one of these attacks? Uh, yeah, he's going to land two attacks this time. Nice. He claws Tane in the back, ripping open his robes, dealing a fair amount of damage. And as Tane's blood trickles down his back and onto the ground, you can all see the rune just flare a little bit brighter. It is getting dangerously close to something. And now it is Tane's turn. He's got someone at his feet who hasn't hurt him, so he's going to ignore Sir Carl. Sam just clawed him in the back, so does he want to magic Sam, or does he want to stab Sam? Let's see. Odds he stabs Sam, even he magic Sam. Odds he stabs Sam. So first thing he's going to do is blast more magic at Vale, who is paralyzed in front of him before he whips around in order to try to stab Sam. So, okay. This is going to be for everybody, including the Sentinids. Before he turns to stab Sam, Tame moves his dagger in a very fluid, hypnotic way, casting hypnotic pattern. A twisting pattern of colors weaves through the air inside this 30-foot cube that just engulfs everybody. It appears for a moment before vanishing, and everybody who sees this pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. It's not against being charmed, is it? It is charmed! Are you immune to charms? I have advantage. Okay. Because I'm part elfie. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, it's a thing. Alright. Darvin. Fifteen. Aranus. Fifteen. Vale. Four. The Sentinid rolled an 11. Sam rolled a 12. Sir Carl rolled a 19. There's Sir Carl. So everyone except Sir Carl is charmed. Wait a second. Wait a second. Ooh, buddy. Tane needs to save too. <laughs> he passes. So everybody except for Sir Carl and Tane are charmed. While you are charmed by this spell, you are incapacitated and have a speed of zero. If you take any damage, or if someone uses an action to shake you out of your stupor, the spell ends. Otherwise, nobody's really going anywhere for a minute. It'll be an attempt for him to kill one of us. It is. I have a thing I can use on my turn. You do? I do. Well, I'll be damned. Um, I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't some extra thing I was missing. 
uh, incapacitated. There we go. That's the thing I was looking for. So while charmed, you're incapacitated, which means you cannot take actions or reactions. So if you were counting on one of those, Darwin. Hmm. Yeah. But if it's a bonus action, you can do it. No, it was an action. Okay. Which one is it? Still not something mine. Oh, to end an effect on you? Yeah, but it is an action. Hmm. I don't even think what's going to happen here. Because everybody is still, except for one mad little man at Tane's feet. Okay, this is what's going to happen. As the hypnotic pattern disappears, Tane looks over the field and notices everyone. The Sentinids, the Four of You, not Sir Carl, but everyone else is still. And he takes a moment to breathe, collect his thoughts, and he walks out towards the center of the rune. Sir Carl may make an attack of opportunity if you want. That's me. Sir Carl, distracted by the sudden magical effect on all of his friends, barely has time to notice that Tane is walking away. Flails at him, but comes up short. And this old wood elf stands there in the center of this room and just looks at everybody else, frozen in position. This is my home, and all I want is peace and quiet. You can tell that damn Patches, I want nothing to do with any of you. But if you don't leave, I will not hesitate to send whatever treasure you have on you back to him. Uh, and he just stands there looking. Fortunately, nobody can talk. So, well, Vale, you're being affected by two things right now. Mm-hmm. So before we go to Sir Carl, make the wisdom saving throw against Hold Monster. That's a seven. And everybody is motionless except for Sir Carl. I don't necessarily want to act on behalf of Sir Carl right now because this is a kind of a, a big decision. I can if people want me to but yeah you're all incapacitated nobody can do anything except for sir carl he wants to smite foes but he wants to see you all safe as well he's really far away from all of us right sir carl is right by Vale, just like a couple feet in front of him sam is fairly nearby but darvin and arnis you are back at the house yeah he's not likely to be able to like shake any of us out of this he can get one person out of this I think it's what he needs to do. Well, it has to be Vale. because It has to be Vale. Yeah, it's the only one he can reach. So... He can't get me out of both of them. No, he can't. No, but but he can make it so you can talk. Exactly. Because hold person doesn't prevent you from talking. Hold person just keeps you in one spot. Um, You don't want me talking right now. There's no one else to talk. He can't reach anyone else. And even if he could reach Sam, like, that's just another NPC. So it's, it's just more spinning tires. So yeah, Sir Carl looks around and he's just like, What? What? <sighs> Fell magic indeed! And he runs up to Vale, climbs up on your boot, gets right at the top of your shoe, and reaches in through... Are uh, you wearing pants? Mm-hmm. He reaches in through your pants, like, grabs onto your skin through your pants and just, like, shakes and pulls a little bit. You can feel some of the hairs, like, tugging. Just, eh, 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 eh. And the effects of the hypnotic pattern wear off. And although you are still... Paralyzed in place, you now have the ability to speak. You feel like, oh, like that weight is lifted off of your throat. You can look around, without turning your head, but like you can look around and get a better sense of what's going on and see that other people are indeed frozen as well. And Sir Carl is just calling up to you, We've got to do something! 
They're all stuck! I mean, it would go back around through Tane's turn again, and he's just going to stand there and look at you all. Vale, do you want to say anything here? Give us your mask and we'll leave you alone. I've no idea what would happen to me if I even could bring myself to pull it off. You don't I've... really want to be left alone then, do you? It's a pretty simple request. Others have made that request as well. Don't you think that logic would dictate if all he wants is your mask, you just take it off and let him have it, and then nobody would bug you anymore, old man? Roll persuasion. Mm. It's a 16, I actually get a plus. Thanks. Nice. Hmm. Took you a while. You guys finally got around to talking to him. <laughs> it's after some blows have been exchanged. Don't you think I've tried? I'm not saying I don't want to be free of it. I'm saying I want to be free of you and your pestering. I can but free you from it. I can free you from all of the annoyances. You just sound like an old man who's ready to walk away. I could let one of you try, but it's not going to be you. You want more than the mask. And he takes a few steps closer. Still a good 15 feet away from you, Vale. Your coward hides behind the power of a deviant evil god. He raises his hand, and he's gonna shoot some magic at you. Simple enough. I'm not saying I'm friends with my god, but I can't let you take away every freedom I have. I'll take you. If one of your friends wants the mask, they can try. And he shoots magic missile at you. Not the most powerful of spells, but three bolts hit you in succession, dealing nine damage. You can make another wisdom saving throw now. Eleven. Sir Carl has loosed you from the magic. One of the magics. The magic that he can loose you from. He wants to fight Tane, but he knows he can't leave his friends totally helpless, so he starts rushing back towards the house towards Darwin and Aranus, moving as fast as his little legs can take him. Unfortunately, Tane is going to get another shot before he can get there. I think he gets closer to you, Vale, and he looks down at your bracer. I've seen one of those before. I've sent assassins packing right off the cliff. If this is the best that Patches can send with me, he's going to fail every time. He's going to cast... <sighs> As his hand whips out, a flash of light hits you in the face. Make a constitution saving throw as he casts blindness at you. It's 13. And the world goes dark. You can make another wisdom saving throw to get out of the hold monster. It's 14. And Sir Carl makes it to Aranus first. The one who can heal. The one who can repair people and he shakes you out of the hypnotic pattern. Things are not going well, Arnis. Uh, no. All right, Arnis, what do you do as Sir Carl shakes you loose of this magical hold? I've been able to hear this whole conversation. Yeah, right? yeah. What's happening. I can talk to him and cast Lesser Restoration on Vale, right? Yes. Okay. Not, like, simultaneously. I just want to know if I can do it over the turn. Yeah. I have to figure out how to prioritize <laughs> um, or if I need to. Okay. I first ask him a question. 
What did you do to Patches' friend? Very direct. Taras, boy, is gone. Chaos magic destroyed him. If Patches can't forgive me for that, there's nothing I can do. Aranus, roll insight. That's why I want you to roll insight. He is just barely telling the truth. Like, technically true, but he's holding back a lot. Either he doesn't want to talk about the truth, or he doesn't want other people to know about the truth. It's either too painful for him, or it's so bad that, like, other people can't hear it. Now you can cast your magic. I have so many questions. I'm probably going to get one in per round. It bumps me up. Okay, I'm gonna cast. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! Yeah. How how far is Veil away from me? What's the range of the spell? It's touch. Oh. Um, <laughs> shit. You can get up next to Veil if you want. I'll put you right out there on the room. I'm not thrilled about that, but I gotta start getting some of the stuff off of them. All right. You're making the right call. <laughs> you rush out to Veil across the rune, and you can feel the magical energy coming from it now. It is like a balloon ready to burst. But you're going to cast Lesser Restoration. Mm-hmm. Which effect are you removing? Paralyzed or blind? Paralyzed. I agree. Because now Vale can at least move. Yeah. Like, if we have to run, I can at least grab a hand and <laughs> go... Which still sucks and will be terrible, but... Okay. Be healed. <laughs> you just smack Veil. <laughs> right on the forehead. Now, what does it look like when you remove this paralyzed ability from Veil? You're basically breaking this magical hold that was on their body. It's, a, it's got a somatic component. That means there's like some sort of like movement that goes into it. It's hand movement. That could be part of the touching. Yeah. So I have to do a thing where I like really like, touch their head and then I like touch their heart. Okay. Right? And then I touch their hands and they kinda like snap out of it. Whatever it is. Alright. I don't snap, obviously, because that's like super cheesy hypnosis magician shit. And that's not my bag. Okay. Veil, you feel your body just loosen up. You're no longer stuck firmly in place. You're no longer paralyzed by that magic. The hand parts mostly in case they like fall over or try to like run somewhere or do something stupid. <laughs> Keep them where they are. Okay. So, you know, like, like, don't do something stupid. But I've added it because I learned it over time. Don't do something dumb. <laughs> Speaking of dumb things, it is Tane's turn again. No. This one. This one I might let take my might let try to take my mask. They at least have a sense of mercy about them, as he stares at Aranus. Not you, killer. Assassin. He's going to shoot more magic at Veil. Tane takes his dagger, spins it in his hand, and holds it in a reverse style and points the hilt at you. And this tendril of inky darkness reaches out from it and zooms towards Vale. And Arnis, you see this come right at them. And Veil, make a dexterity saving throw as he casts Enervation. It's a 14. You're going to take some necrotic damage here. 
On a failed save, the target takes 48 necrotic damage. Well, I'll take half. You can do it from saves, too? I've got evasion. Okay. On a failed save, you take 4d8 necrotic damage, of which you'll take half, which is 18 total, so you'll take 9 of that. Oh, God. Whenever the spell deals damage to a target, you regain hit points equal to half the amount of necrotic damage the target takes. So he takes four health back from that. Son of a bitch, indeed. But the worst part is, as you take this damage, as this inky tendril saps the life out of you, and blood is dripping from the tendril as it pulls the life back towards Tane, it hits the rune on the ground. Yeah. And the rune activates. Uh-oh. Darwin, you and Sir Carl are the only ones in the house right now. Everybody else is out here on this room, and you see light shoot up from all of the lines in the room, and there's a tremble, and then there's an extremely loud shattering noise as the ground underneath you erupts. So everybody on the room, make a deck saving throw. Darvin, can you roll for Sam, please? I've got to roll for a bunch of enemies. Sure. I'll just tell you what he's got on the deck. <laughs> Sam and the Sentinel should have disadvantage. Disadvantage? No, no, you shouldn't. Uh, but Sam does? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sam should have disadvantage. So I should roll a second die, yeah, right? roll a second die. Because okay. he's still paralyzed. Whew. Let's go around. What did Sam roll? Sam rolled an 11. Okay. Aranus, what did you roll? 12. Vale? 25. Wow. So the Sentinids, Sam, and Aranus, you all failed this saving throw. And as the ground erupts, just shards of rock fly up and hit you in the face. Uh, and you'll take 10 bludgeoning damage. But the cracks in the ground and the explosion of the terrain don't just shoot upwards. Fires downwards through this natural arch, causing the entire ground to fall out from under you. Everybody, except for Darwin and Sir Carl, go tumbling to the beach below amidst the rubble. Everybody will take five bludgeoning damage from the fall. And Darvin, from the edge of the house, where there's this giant hole and now no ground in front of you, just look down and there's this huge swath of dust and dirt totally obscuring your view down below as you watch as everybody else falls down to the beach. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash DibberMusic. Dibber, spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. .libsyn.com
special thanks to Empower RSA for the use of his song Extension Deep Original Mix, available from his own label MaxNote Music at empowerrsa.bandcamp.com. And you can find him on Twitter at EmpowerRSA. That's the letter M, the word power, followed by the letters R-S-A. Go give him a listen. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. Greetings, listeners. Are you looking to add more D&D fun to your lineup? Then be sure to check out Party Advantage, a D&D 5th edition play podcast featuring two campaigns alternating each week. In the Arius Adventures, you'll set off into the land of Arius, from the ancient dragon gods that created this world to the rise and fall of various races and civilizations. This land has history that stretches far into times long forgotten. Our heroes find themselves on a journey that will take them to the busy city of gnomes, the gilded halls of the high elves, and to the deepest depths of the Underdark. Then in the Farwind Saga, you'll travel with our group of anti-heroes for their suspense-filled exploits as they explore the enigmatic continent of Farwind. This is an ancient land lost to the histories of Faerun, where mystery and danger shroud the deep forest, forbidden mountains, and dark mires. Yet every risk offers tantalizing rewards to those brave enough to take them. Will these parties gain the advantage on their next encounter? Find out every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you then.